Hey, welcome to the Alfie Postnatal Buddy Podcast with your postnatal expert, Peter Lapp. That would be me. Today we have a good old-fashioned postnatal thing again. We are talking diastasis recti during pregnancy. If there's anything you can do to help prevent diastasis recti. Um, we're talking, um, what are they called again? Wraps. Whether app wraps or whatever you want to call them actually work or not. And finally, we are talking a little bit about what was in the news this week. It'll be a great episode. I promise you, I'll just stick to postnatal stuff. Right? It'll be fun. Here we go. December 2020. Christmas, believe it or not, is almost upon us. Even though Uncle Boris and Auntie Nikki and Nicola have completely ruined us for many, many people, you know, we'll plow on as best we can. Right? We, the brave soldiers, the HPMB army, if you will, the postnatal women of the world, and me, as your leader, <laughs> the white guy in front of the queue, uh, we will march on through Christmas. And we'll have a great time. It'll be fun, right? You don't need to see your family too much over the Christmas period. And obviously, you know, you don't need a break from things. You can just have uh, Christmas in the house. It'll be great. So, yes. Um, actually, let me begin by with that announcement. Um, because I might as well. Right? Because Boris and Nicola have decided to go into lockdown after Boxing Day. We have decided to just give everybody three months completely free access to HPMB when they sign up. No coupon codes anymore. We're just going to do it. Everybody's going to be stuck in the house. The gyms are going to be shut. So I thought, screw it. And I am the grand poobah. So when I say screw it, it gets screwed. Um, um, there we go. So that's what we're going to do. We'll do a bit of an announcement on that tomorrow and have a bit of time to um, to prepare something and send it off to the people that stuff needs to be sent off to. Because, you know, it's no fun. We can't use the gym anymore. Uh, as I said before, you have to be insane when you're postnatal uh, to use a gym at the moment anyways. But, you know, it's it's still, it's not great, is it? So, you know, all these bloody weight loss companies are going to come out of the bootworks saying, well, do it through us and pay us a lot of money. So we're going to do it for free for everyone. Three months. Don't need an access code. We're just changing the whole thing. The whole trial period, just be three months completely free access. Uh, and we'll see what that does. What that does to everybody. Right, so what are we talking about today? Diastasis recti during pregnancy. This was a question that uh, came across. Um, now they're saying, uh, is it possible to better diastasis recti during pregnancy? Right, early pregnancy with the third baby, probably about 10 weeks or so, uh, still have diastasis recti from the last one desperate to try something as in this case less muscle separation means less support for the baby and all that sort of stuff now i'm not going to go too far down the post because it is one of those that kind of yeah you should have done that earlier right but i lasted a few with muscle alignment issues uh, right so can you improve now you can improve core function now also when you're only 10 weeks you're only, you're only relatively small. 
Um, so yeah, you can improve it a little bit, but it's going to get bigger again. What you want to focus on during pregnancy is you still have diastasis recti. Uh, during pregnancy is core activation. Core activation is key for any sort of DR recovery. Core activation is what's important to prevent any back pain. Too, too much time is spent on thinking about the gap. The gap and to a certain extent the, the roundness of the belly are secondary to how the core works, to whether the muscles are working properly. Because the muscles working properly means that your recovery afterwards will be quicker. Well, muscles working properly means you function better to begin with, whether there's a gap there or not. For most of the problems, uh, most of people out there, I've said this before, a far bigger problem than having a two centimeter gap is having muscles that don't work properly. So poor core activation. I have seen a lot of people, I had one again this week, um, lady who has 1.8 centimeter separation uh, at the top and three centimeters at the bottom, only four weeks postpartum, so that all that gap will heal. But the core activation wasn't great. It's the core activation that causes the problem. It is not the gap itself. The stomach looked completely flat in her case, anyways. First child, right? Um, but she comes to me and saying, "Okay, I'm thinking about uh, trying to resolve that and all that sort of stuff." Um, so it's the activation you're looking at. So what you're focusing on, if you still have diastasis recti, prenatal, the, the activation is the bit that you want to work on. Now the beauty is that during your pregnancy, you can basically do whatever you were already doing, as in there are no dangerous exercises and all that sort of stuff. Until the last trimester, in which case you don't do exercise on your back anymore during those, uh, those few months. However, Things like standing wood choppers, downward wood choppers, payloft presses, uh, or core presses, whatever you want to call them, I tend to call them core presses. Um, they are remarkably effective at getting people to engage their core properly. You just have to do them properly. So make sure you check out, I mean, you can obviously check out HPMB, check out the YouTube channel, or just go onto YouTube and search for one of those, two of those exercises. I'm not saying that those are the only exercises you need to do. I'm saying they are very effective in what they do. Um, get used to the core breath and all that sort of stuff already so that your TVA will properly activate. Um, I think it is a mistake to think too much about toning and closing gaps when you're pregnant because you're going to get bigger anyways. And your baby does not need the support of your abdominal muscles to not grow wonky. <laughs> this lady, God bless her, said that uh, she had lasted a few weird muscle alignment issues, which she thought was linked to the wonky support he had inside. Your core is not there to support your baby in that manner. Um, I mean, obviously stuff stays in place and all that sort of stuff. And, your baby's not going to magically fall out if you have diastasis recti. That's all I'm saying. Right? It is not your fault through exercises you have or haven't done if your baby is have some muscle alignment issues. That's not how that works. Um, that's the sort of thing that... It almost sounds like it would make sense if that would be the case. 
it sounds like it could be true, but it doesn't necessarily make it true, right? Um, so keep do keep start doing or keep doing. If you still have diastasis recti when you're get, uh, pregnant with your third, then it's likely that you haven't done your exercises uh, or at least not enough. So start doing your exercises. Uh, it is very very important, and if you start doing them, then you have a really good chance of helping at least. Um, yeah, maybe recover a little bit from it, but at least help your muscle activation so that postnatal you have an easier time of it. But don't worry that your pregnancy will be very negatively affected um, by um, by having diastasis recti. It's just so much better to get cracking on it because if you don't, then your postnatal recovery after number three is going to be uh, a lot more difficult, a lot more expensive, a lot more time consuming, whatever you want to do, um, in whatever you want to call it. Um, in a lot of cases, women just tend to give up at that stage. And they're just like, no, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to do that. Right. So there you go. Um, so, right. What did I say next? Oh, yes. Ab wraps. Ab wraps. Absolutely rapulous. Um, again, somebody asked me, and I, I, I get, I understand the question, right? um, but I get exhausted about app wraps. Um, someone said to me the other day that she was looking for the best app wrap uh, instead of doing exercises. Uh, she just wanted to wear one of those belts. It's kind of a belt, isn't it? Uh, because she heard that, you know, that helps fix it. And they don't. <laughs> I mean, you can probably hear from the exasperation in my voice. A wrap, a corset, a girdle or whatever just simply does not work. It is that simple. Um, because, like I said, the problem with separation of with diastasis recti is not just the gap. It's not that stuff isn't in its place anymore. The stuff isn't in its place because it's not working properly. The muscles have lengthened, so to speak, um, because they're not strong enough anymore. They're weak. Diastasis recta is never just a case of the stomach. It is also to do with glutes, and wraps do nothing for that. It's also to do with posture, and again, wraps do nothing for that. Um, so... Getting a wrap might squeeze you into a dress for a little bit, which is exactly what they're supposed to be for, right? Getting a wrap or a girdle or a corset or whatever means that you can squeeze into stuff, but it is not. Um, it is not a solution to help heal your diastasis recta or to flatten your belly or whatever you want to call it on a permanent basis. That is not what they do. Um, they just squeeze stuff in, and then when you release it, the stuff releases again. Everything will, in time, just pop out again. And it, there is plenty of evidence, and I've written about this before, that weightlifting belts and all that sort of stuff um, actually help, actually hinder core recovery and make people's core weaker. Um, there's no reason to believe that wraps are any different. I've written about bio, posture protectors, uh, posture correctors, sorry and all that sort of thing before and they just do not work for diastasis recta um, 
because muscle activation isn't happening. Unless you activate the muscles kind of similar to the point about exercising during pregnancy, you have no chance of recovering from diastasis recti, other than through surgery, of course. Um, so it comes down to you having to put the exercises in, having to put the time in and get the exercises done. I'm afraid that is all there is to it. Uh, a wrap is nice, and I know they sell them mainly. The, the, the market is really postnatal women at the moment. But that is because you buy them. <laughs> right? Postnatal women buy loads of stuff that they don't really need. Spend loads of money they don't really need to spend. Because everybody's kind of looking for a shortcut. Everybody's panicking a little bit. You're a captive audience, especially these days. So everybody's just going after that market because you're nice and scared. In, in, and fear is a very powerful motivator. So is vanity. Uh, and vanity is, of course, the other side of it. And there's nothing wrong with being vain. Um, but, you know, vanity combined with, with um, not wanting to work for stuff, that's not a useful combination. And unfortunately, I wish it was. I wish I could get six-pack abs and look like Captain America, Chris Evans, whatever his face is. Um, but unfortunately, you know, with uh, a ton of work and maybe one or two steroids along the way, and a God-given physique of being a beautiful boy, um, that's not happening. So in my case, it's not happening, right? I'll, I'll do the work, but I, I don't want Captain America. Um, I would like to look like that, but I'm not going to put the work in required for that. That's all I'm saying. And... That is always where we have to start, right? Your diastasis recti can almost always heal, but it's up to you to put the required level of work in. And if you're not willing to do the exercises, you will not get the results. I'm afraid that is just the way it is. I've been getting a lot of emails from people recently saying, but isn't there an easier way other than exercises? No, it just isn't, I'm afraid. <laughs> it, it always... Uh, um, I always despair. <laughs> Any PT always despairs. And people say, well, but surely there must be a shortcut. No, there's no such thing as a shortcut. Unless you were born genetically lucky with the genes of a supermodel or something like that, there's no shortcuts for you. You have to put the work in. Right? And I know that sucks. And I know that that's not fair. But that is where we are. So, no to abraps. Right, so what are the next, next thing? Oh yes, by the way, check out our competition. This week's competition, I've teamed up with the guys at Cask Smugglers. Yeah, um, check out on the on the Facebook and the Instagram. Cask Smugglers, we're gonna give you a lovely, uh, and when I say teamed up, we've been, they're spreading the news, I'm just buying their stuff, right? That's how we work here at HPMB. We never, um, we never have small business pay for any promotions. We buy from them, so we support them. They get a bit of um, they get a bit of promotion. They make a bit of money, and hopefully, if their users like it, we also get a bit of extra, extra social media exposure. Uh, so, cast wireless. Uh, what did we buy? Bought five cocktails from them and a bottle of prosecco. Yeah, I know. I know you're not allowed to mix with anyone on New Year, but you're drinking by yourself. <laughs> just say, just your mummy's gonna get drunk tonight. You can all F off. I'm drinking this lot. Or just save them up for some other time. Um, that's this week's competition. We'll announce the winner on Christmas Day. Happy Christmas. It's Merry Christmas. Happy Birthday Mix. Yeah, I got them both completely mixed up. 
Right. In the news this week. In the news this week. It's this week and it's in the news. Um, I'm trying to think of a jingle. <laughs> Just throwing that out there without any hesitation. Right, so there's an article in The Observer, so you know it's going to be fun. Right, about Professor Anne Abbott. Right, and, and this is uh, basically she's a scientist and she said a large number of debilitating strokes can be prevented without surgical interventions. Right, so she said that like 10 years ago. <laughs> something like that so along the line of um, just 10 years ago she said instead of putting stints in what we should do is give people some medication and mainly tell them to change their lifestyle right and this is one of the reasons that I really like and really like this uh, this lady got butchered for it apparently for 10 years she said don't publish your research and all that sort of stuff and she said well, I just told people to stop smoking and eating shit and then give them some pills and we don't need surgery anymore and they were like now we like to give people surgery right the reason I like this article and the link is in the podcast uh, description so you can you can click on it there the poor woman <laughs> got slated for years right and it's quite a common problem in that a large chunk of the medical community is not willing to look at the patient and go, you know what, if you don't change your lifestyle, you're going to die. Deal with it. Right? Prevention of stroke and all this. All this lady said essentially was, ah, I think if people stop smoking, I think I can prove if people stop smoking and stop eating rubbish, that they can prevent strokes. And everyone, like, ah, but we need to put stents in <laughs> Now, what you need to know, and what we need to get much better at within, especially uh, the West, I only know the West, right? What do I know about African medicine and, and Asian medicine and all that sort of stuff, how they do it there. However, I do know, and I bump into a lot of people that have been to uh, a GP, and that GP says something along the lines of, yeah, well, it's not great. You do know diet and exercise help a bit as well. Right? And that's it. And we have to get better at that sort of stuff ourselves. Where we realize that what we put in our mouth is nine-tenths of how we feel. Right? But if you if you decide to still smoke, knowing everything, then you can't be you can't be surprised if you have a stroke after a while. Right? I, I, I one of my clients, a former clients, is a surgeon. And she said that um, the amount of limb amputations they do on people with diabetes, where they tell people you're going to lose a foot if you don't eat better and if you don't stop smoking and if you don't stop drinking. And those people kept going on with their ways. So then they lose a foot and then they lose another one. And before you know it, they're chopping off loads of stuff. Right? And this happens. Everybody thinks I'm full of it when I say it. I think the last week, I still left the article, like 130 <laughs> thousand amputations a year uh, let me see if I find love or die. diabetes amputations I keep this on my phone because everybody always thinks I make this up 135 amp amputations a week 135 limbs get amputated every week in the UK alone 
due to people having diabetes. And that is all, and I say all of it, is because these people don't manage their lifestyles properly. In other words, I am saying very bluntly, it is all their own fault. We could argue that they need a bit of help, right? They need a bit of help from medical community. They need, I don't know, cooking classes, maybe more money, because we know poverty is a is a real problem with regards to um, being time poor or being knowledge poor, being even money poor. It's a real problem when it comes to these sort of things. But fundamentally, fundamentally, if your doctor tells you you're gonna lose a leg, you need to fucking shape up, right? <laughs> there is no other way for it. And to think that this scientist, uh, what is Professor Abbott, <laughs> this is an associate professor of neuroscience, right, at, at, at Monash University in Melbourne. This is Melbourne. This is not some fucking maniac that says, I have the cure for cancer. This is a respected scientist that just says people need to stop smoking, otherwise they're going to have more strokes. It's astonishing that people used to think that, well, now that's a little bit outrageous. And now, of course, 10 years later, she has been found to be correct. Because we all know, we should, I hope, all know that what you put in your body is the single most important thing you can do on a daily basis for your own health, for your child's health, and all that sort of stuff. So all the crisps and the quavers and the fucking McDonald's and all that sort of stuff is bad for you and that stuff will kill you. I know people don't like to hear it, and but... You know, that's why they say it's to be enjoyed as part of a healthy diet. It's because it's not actually part of the healthy diet. <laughs> McDonald's is basically saying that you can have a Big Mac as long as you've had your five a day that day. Because McDonald's doesn't belong in a healthy diet. Right? And for us to think that that is somehow revolutionary is astonishing to me. And that that lady used to get slated for it is insane. And yet, and yet, it is still not said often enough to people that you need to sort it out. You need to live a healthier life. You need to eat better. Right? If a GP, if you walk into a GP every time with um, gout and all that sort of stuff, and you really struggle with joint pain, and if your joint pain is because you're too big, your GP should turn around and say, yeah, you're too big. <laughs> That's what's causing it. You need to eat different. You need to do uh, resistance training. You need to do some resistance bearing exercises to protect your joint. But the main thing is what you put into your body matters. If you walk into a GP and you're pre-diabetic, the GP should tell you, you need to change your diet. Otherwise, we're gonna start. You're gonna be on insulin, and we're gonna start chopping off limbs and all that, all that sort of stuff. And if you then say, "No, nah, I can't be bothered," then the GP should say, "Well, then you can go f yourself, go away, right?" Because this is the solution. The solution is you taking care of yourself. I've said this so many times before. We and we alone are responsible for our own health. Nobody else is. GP can help us get better when we're sick. If I break my leg, I'll go to hospital. I don't expect to fix up myself. I'm not saying that. But the basic bit of health is up to me to take care of that. Take care of that. If I never do any cardiovascular exercise and then I have a heart attack, then they go, oh, yeah, you're going to die of that. 
Then my family can do all the complaining about medical staff and oh, there isn't enough being done to look into heart uh, health and all that sort of stuff. You know, uh, what's, what's what are they called again? Jesus, Pete, before you start, start something like this, at least look at uh, what Heart Care UK or whatever the charity is, you all know it, right? Um, they don't know more research needs to be done. No, what these things need to invest money in is not is not research. It's getting people moving, getting people to do their cardiovascular exercise because that's the only thing that stops it. Uh, well, that's mine is around done. I feel better for it. I feel better. Can you tell? Right, so that is a podcast on 25 minutes. It's going to be a nice bit of music. Uh, so like I said, it will be free. Three, mo- three months for everybody who signs up. It's fine. I don't... Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens with it. Um, you have a great week. I'm back on Sunday. We're doing one a week now, right? Remember, uh, we're not doing two podcasts a week anymore because the podcast, they became a bit shitty, let's be honest. Uh, there's not enough to talk about. And I'm too busy now for um, to do two podcasts and writing and doing other bits and pieces which are coming up in the new year. It's going to be so much fun, right? New bit of music. You take care of yourself, Peter, at healthypostnatalbody.com if you have any questions. Like I said, check out the cask smugglers uh, stuff on the internet. Um, they're great guys. All of them was very, uh, very useful, uh, very helpful even. Sorry, useful. Very helpful. Uh, was right on board when I said if he could do something with us. And I love those smaller smaller companies. Like like sales, you know, small business has to stick up for you. For uh, We have to stick up for each other. Nobody else is going to do it. Right? Have an awesome week. I'll check in on you next Sunday. Bye now. Something.